Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey everybody, hello and welcome to episode 1.03 of the Debbie Authority. Uh, We are once again operating under the media empire that is the Fantasy Authority, where you can find all of your Debbie Dynasty DFS redraft and now Debbie Fantasy Needs. Uh, We want to thank you all so much uh, for all of your support and we look forward to continuing to build uh, this Debbie brand here in the future. So I am your host, CJ Lang. You can find me on Twitter at Clubber underscore Lang 83. You can find me doing Dynasty Superflex rankings, Debbie rookie content on both Fantasy pros and the fantasyability.com uh, my co-host for this weekly adventure is the infamous matt jackson you can find him at Devi matt on twitter maddie what's up kid what's going on man happy to be back and it's been a while since we've been back um i appreciate you hyping me up there um i don't know if i've earned the title infamous yet but i'm certainly doing all i can to try to try and live up to that hype that you so you've so graciously given me so we'll see what i can do with that Oh, don't be, uh, you're the man. Don't be uh, humble. Um, And we just want to let you know some of the stuff that the Fantasy Authority team is coming up with. This week, Robbie and Tom dropped their Dynasty pod where they go into values, more trade possibilities, and even more regarding this super silly 2021 free agency season. Uh, We also have more rookie profiles popping off. Christian just dropped a Rondell Moore video, all five foot seven of him. And Cody Cutzer, let us know why the University of North Texas's Jalen Darden is being slept on. Uh, as always, check out our YouTube channel. We have everything from rookie profiles, live streams, Dynasty DFS stuff. So, uh, and obviously everything for this free agency period. So, get into a little bit of news. Uh, obviously, the big news coming out of Georgia: George Pickens tore his ACL this week, Betty. He was my wide receiver one for the 2022 class. What am I supposed to do now? Um, you're supposed to go out and, and and scour your waiver wire and look at your Devi and CDC league mates rosters and see if you can find Jermaine Burton on any rosters currently, man. Jermaine Burton is going to be the guy that comes out and is going to fill the shoes of, of George Pickens. He he 
was a freshman this last year. So he was going into his sophomore year, man. I'm super high on Jermaine Burton, man. I, th- I think he can come out and just have a monster season with George Pickens going down. We saw a little bit of what he could do. Um, he had over 100 yards in a few games this season. So I like him a whole lot. He, he He's the best He's the best incoming sophomore uh, wide receiver on that on that roster that I like. He's, he's the most polished route runner of all of them that they got from last year. So – he, he, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. And if you can get him anywhere, man, he's going to explode this season. So I, I would look to try and get him. Yeah, it'd be nice if JT Daniels can get him the ball. I, I think the maybe the worst part of this news for me is that now I have to have two Ohio State wide receivers in the top five and Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. I, I bet you're on cloud nine right now. I mean, you, you know it. I, I personally already had I personally already had Garrett Wilson as my wide receiver one, so I can't move him up any further than he already is. But man, that you want to talk about an embarrassment of riches. That Ohio State roster is just absolutely loaded. You got those guys, but then you got co- coming in the incoming five star number one wide receiver in his class, Mika Agbuka, coming in. You've still got G. Scott. You've got Jackson Smith and Jigba. I mean, we're, we're going to hit on hit on somebody that I look to profit you know, out of that situation here really soon. But, man, I- I'm loving the situation that my Buckeyes are in right now. Yes, what a horrible problem you guys have right now with all that depth. Some other news uh, out of the college football world. So, uh, Ed Orgeron eh, says quarterback competition will be open between senior Miles Brennan and Max Johnson. Uh, so, a little bit of background on these two. Uh, Miles Brennan was the sixth overall pro style quarterback in 2017. Last year, he was one for two for the Tigers, but obviously, he had the job to replace some guy named Joe Burrow. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of him or not. Uh, unfortunately, though, Brennan got hurt in the third game and he never returned. Uh, yet, he still had the Tigers in passing last year with uh, over 1,100 yards, 11 touchdowns, and three picks. But honestly, let's be real. I mean, their defense was atrocious last year. Um, so he's going to be competing with Max Johnson, who seemed like he was pretty serviceable. He, he was not as highly rated a quarterback as a four-star. Uh, he was a four-star prospect coming in as the number 10 uh, pro-style quarterback. Uh, he was more of a runner than Brennan was. He had almost the same number of passing yards in the short amount of games that he played. Great touchdown-interception ratio, 8-1. to one. Uh, Even though T.J. Finley, the freshman, got the nod after Brennan went down uh, in those two starts, uh, for Johnson beat number six Florida and Ole Miss. Uh, so my edge is going to Johnson, who, fun fact, Maddie, is the former NFL quarterback Brad Johnson's son. The more you know. I don't think I knew that. So you're, you're teaching me a thing or two tonight. So I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah that's I'm, why you always check in. You always check in with the Debbie Authority. You'll learn something new. Yeah, if, if I'm picking a guy to get the edge to, it's probably going to be Max Johnson. I just – I wasn't really impressed – with what I saw from Miles Brennan leading that offense the first three games of the season. I mean, the offense were sputtering. Um, they couldn't really get get their feet under them. And when, when when we saw Max Johnson, I mean, he made some freshman mistakes. Um, he's got some completion, some some accuracy issues. You know, he's got to fix that 58% completion percentage, um, raise that up a little bit. But, I mean, you got to like the over 670 passing yards his last two games versus Ole Miss and Florida. So he, he really came on um, the latter half of the season. I mean, it, it helps – that you had Kayshawn Booty to throw the ball to. So he, he's got another great wide receiver to throw the ball to. I mean, they've got Jamar Chase, they had Justin Jefferson, they had Terrace Marshall. It feels like that's another embarrassment of riches, the wide receiver position. So I, I, I like his chances to come out and win that starting job. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to win that job too. Um, you know, one more last piece of news, uh, you know, and this is kind of a, a heartfelt good time story. Uh, so Mackenzie Milton is practicing 
and he is ready to take the reins at FSU. You know, I think everybody remembers him with UCF, the Golden Knights. He had that monster, absolutely monster 2017 season. He had over 4,000 passing yards, 37 touchdowns. He had 600 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. He was an absolute force to be reckoned with. But, oh, my God, that freaking knee injury, dude. God, I hated seeing the replay of that. You, you remember seeing that? It it was bad, man. That was one of those like that. That was one of those freak things. But I mean, that could have. Thankfully, it didn't end as worse as it could have. But I mean, that that was a serious, serious knee injury. I mean, to the point where we didn't think he was going to be able to play football again. It was so bad. So I mean, when you're when you're talking about feel good stories, I mean, you've got to root for the kid. I mean, he, he wasn't going to play for UCF. You know, Dylan Gabriel came in. He went off. He he Dylan Gabriel had won that job. So you you got to love you know. Milton Milton wanted to play football. You know, he's got that competitive edge. He wants to play. He wants to start somewhere. And, you know, he came out and said that he wants to have a shot at the NFL. So hopefully he can come out and do that with Florida State. Um, I'm hoping they can they can protect him a little a little this 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 season so he doesn't suffer another injury. We know how horrible that offensive line is. And that offense, especially this year, I mean, was so bad that Tamori Ontario just said, I'm done. I'm done playing football. So yeah. You, you, you got to hope that he can come back and have a good season. I mean, I'm rooting for him, but, man, the fact that he's even thinking about playing football again is a freaking miracle uh, after seeing yeah. the injury. Yeah, if I remember right, I think there was a time when we weren't sure he was going to live uh, mm-hmm. after that because of, like, some nerve damage or something like that. But I'm really glad he's getting a second chance. And, honestly, uh, my boy Frank Gruber, FSU alum, he's had to suffer some of these quarterbacks lately, you know, Francois, Blackman, Hornybrook. So it's time that FSU gets, uh, gets a decent signal caller. So um, that's some of the little pieces of news coming around the college football world the uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, so let's get into the meat of this pod, Maddie. Uh, we're going to be talking about those 2023 Debbie draft targets. now. For my picks, I kind of went a little bit lower. You know, I, like we talked about, we all know uh, the Brees Hall, Isaiah Spiller. We know the Garrett Wilson, the David Bells, and uh, the Weidermeyers, and the Jeremy Ruckers. But I wanted to go a little bit deeper uh, in those drafts. And these are probably players that I think that you can still get in your Debbie drafts. I don't think they've been they've been poached yet. So uh, for quarterback, uh, I'm going to start off with Hudson Card. Of Texas now. He is the number two dual threat quarterback in the 2020 class behind Alabama's Bryce Young. He does lack a bit of meat on him at 193 pounds, but trust that doesn't phase me at all. I mean, I am in no means a BMI Twitter guy. Uh, once he gets into that college strength and conditioning program, you know, he can pack on pack on the weight. So uh, the film that I've seen on him is that he is very athletic, but he's a quarterback first. You know what I mean? Where, you know, Jalen Hurts was kind of a couple reads and then he's running. Uh, Hudson Card seems to escape in order to throw, not to run. Uh, he is very accurate in his passing. He has some awesome coach in his deep ball. And, and obviously, I think we all know Big 12 defense is not really known for being great. So I think he will excel, and he could put up some crazy numbers. Uh, new head coach Steve Sarkeesian, though, he loves to do those RPOs, and I think Card would be a perfect fit for that. But uh, Casey Thompson actually got a lot of the playing time in the Alamo Bowl after uh, Sam Ellinger left. So I'm not sure which way the horns will go with this. A card has been compared to Aaron Rodgers, so there's that. Uh, Ann Ellinger also called him the golden boy when he was on campus, so I hope we get a chance to see him run. Uh, he's currently my 2023 quarterback five, right before the aforementioned Max Johnson of LSU. 
Yeah, I, I love Hudson Card, man. Had you had you not picked Hudson Card here, he was the guy that I was going to go with. I was a little upset when I looked on the show sheet and showed that, saw that that was the quarterback you went with, man. I love Hudson Card. I'm trying to get him everywhere I can. Um, unfortunately, my my co-host for for the Debbie Happy Hour, Skip Newton, has him in every league that we're in together. So I can't poach him because he he knows how much I like him and he he refuses to sell him to me. So, but I mean, I love. Hudson Carr, you know, you hit on a good point. He is a mobile quarterback. He's not a run first quarterback. He extends the plays well, but his eyes are always downfield looking for that open target. The one thing that I really like Hudson Card about Hudson Card is his mental acuity and just the way he reads, reads, reads and looks off a of defense. I mean, he does stuff that you're still trying to teach a seasoned vet to do um, in his later years in college. I mean, he's looking off safeties. He's fitting the ball between the needle. I mean, he's just he's running the offense and making the correct reads, and he's a super, super accurate quarterback. And if there's one thing that I'm looking for in my quarterbacks, it's accuracy. If there's one thing that's going to translate well, it's going to be your accuracy. If you're not accurate in college, you're not going to be accurate in the NFL. So, I mean, that's one thing that Hudson Card does have playing in his favor. He's a very accurate quarterback. He's mobile and can extend plays well. Uh, I like the way he sets his feet and just pushes a ball down the field. He is one of the guys that is on my buy list this offseason. It's a great pick. Yeah, I mean, if Skip Newton's in on him, then, I mean, it's an absolute given, right? I mean, he, he knows what he's talking about. He, he he knows more than me. He's the one pulling the trailer in our little adventure. So, <laughs> Who do you got for quarterback, Matty? So, for me, um, you know that I'm not going to go this show without talking about Ohio State. I don't, of course. I, I, I've got it on my I've got it on my contract that I've got to mention at least one Ohio State player every pot I do. It's 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 just part of the rules at this point. So I'm going to Ohio State so, incoming sophomore quarterback CJ Stroud um, out of Rancho Cucamonga. Um, I love CJ Stroud. I, I was really really high on him coming coming into this the last offseason. He was the Elite Eleven MVP. When you look at some of the last years. Elite 11 MVP winners. I mean, you've got guys like Justin Fields. You've got Spencer Rattler. You've got, you know, just just tons of guys like this. Where I mean, we're looking at them now, and what's, you know, what's their Debbie stock now? It's absolutely through the roof. So, for me, just the sky's the limit for C.J. Stroud. He, he's got a great arm. Um, he doesn't have the just sure, sheer throw-it-over-a-mountain arm that D.J. Uyunglele has, but he's got a good enough arm to push the ball downfield. He's accurate. One thing that I really like about him, CJ, is just his work ethic. And I've watched tons of interviews with him. And, I mean, he's he's one of those first on the field, last off the field type of guys. I mean, working on his footwork. There's so many videos on the internet you can see of just him going through ladder drills, working on his footwork. He's at the 50-yard line working on his accuracy, trying to hit the goalpost. I mean, he's just a hard worker. And that's what that school breeds. I mean, Rachel Cucamonga breeds your hardworking football players. that They're notorious for that. And CJ Stroud is one of those guys. And there's one thing that's really going to benefit him. It's that embarrassment of riches that we talked about. I mean, you've got all of those wide receivers he's got to throw the ball to. He's got incoming freshman running back, Travion Henderson, who I absolutely love. And I'm trying to get him everywhere I can because he's going to be that next great Ohio State running back. So he's finally got a run game. Um, he, he's got the wide receivers. For me, I, I've, I've been very bullish, and I'm not afraid to back down on my stance that, that I've been spewing all offseason. He is a dark horse Heisman candidate for me this year. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love C.J. Stroud. Well, I think number two dual threat quarterback in the class. Uh, rocket of an arm. Great touch on his deep passes. You know, another interesting factoid here that you're going to learn in the Debbie Authority, C.J. Stroud did not get on his high school varsity team until he was a junior. 
And then he ended up just, you know, throwing for 6,200 yards and 66 touchdowns in two seasons. Uh, but yeah, for that, I didn't even think he threw a pass last year for the Bucks. but didn't he have a uh, long touchdown runner? When, 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 yeah, he had a long touchdown run. When Justin Fields went down, it's key to note that C.J. Stroud was the guy that came in and played backup duties. So I know that everybody's, you know, real, real excited about the incoming freshman that they have coming into Ohio State this year. Um, trying to take his job. But I, I think that's C.J. Stroud's job. I mean, there's nothing that said that it's not C.J. Stroud's job. He was the guy that came in and relieved Justin Fields. So I think it's his job until we're proved differently. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, uh, all those weapons, I mean, it's going to be tough to, to not be good there. So uh, let's move on to running backs, Matty. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, so we're going – I know this is going to sound crazy, and I just want to – I want to filter this by saying that the running back that I'm bringing to the table here – is a very hot commodity in the Debbie, in the Debbie world. However, he's not being talked about the way some of his counterparts are, and and I think that's a crime. I think we should re reexamine that, and that's Georgia Tech running back Jameer Gibbs. Um, when you look at Jameer Gibbs' stats, that they're not the uh, flash off the stats or flash off the screen stats for you. You know, he didn't have just the monster season, you know, into the season that Bijan Robinson had, or he didn't have the consistency. That, that, that Tank Bigsby had in just the all-purpose run game. But he, he did have 460 yards and four touchdowns, good for 5.2 average. He caught 24 passes, which is key to note, for 303 yards and another three touchdowns. So if you look at just purely on the on the screen of his stats, they're not going to jump off the screen, and you're not going to pay attention to that. You know, he, he plays for Georgia Tech. Um, they're, they're rebuilding their offensive program. They're not running that triple option that they used to. So, you know, he's not going to be one of those guys that jump off the screen to you, but – he is in the 2023 running back class, the best pass catcher in this class. I mean, he's out, and that's not even a competition for me. That his elusiveness and open field, his weight, his ability to juke, you know, potential defenders, his explosiveness and his long speed are elite. And I, I don't use that word lightly. He's an elite pass catcher. He's got strong, solid hands. He's a guy that you know why everybody loves, and, and you're able to. You're you're gonna have to pay a first round upcoming rookie draft or Debbie rookie draft pick for him. He he's not being talked about in the same way that your Tank Bigsby's are or your B. John Robinsons are. He's he's kind of an afterthought when it comes to th those guys, and he's just as good as those guys, if not a little better, due to his pass catching upside in PPR leagues. So he he's a guy that if you're in a you're in a PPR premium league for for running backs especially, he's a guy that you should probably draft. Think of drafting at least before Tank Bigsby, if not before both of them, just be, just because of his sure pass catching upside. I mean, I love Jameer Gibbs, and he needs to be talked talk about in the same upper echelon as those other two guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's my running back two for that class uh, for sure, right behind Bijan Robinson. Uh, and I think it's a great asset that they got rid of that triple option because now it lets him be more of a traditional running back. Uh, I'm going to say something here that I'm probably going to get crucified for, but I'm telling you what, after watching him film, after watching his film, he's kind of got like that Barry Sanders, right? Where he's already know that he's passed the first set of blockers and he's already setting up those blocks uh, for the next line of defense. You know, he's got that super change of direction. He's like you said, he's got that quickness, that speed. Uh, you know, I, I think he plays with, you know, a chip on his shoulder too. He, he runs through tackles. He's not really avoiding them. So, uh, yeah, I think he's he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be ungettable soon if he's not already. 
Yeah, exactly. And I, I've heard him compared to Alvin Kamara. I've heard some Alvin Kamara comps, and I know we we say that for all the pass catching backs, but I, I do see that in the game. You know, me and Skip Skip Newton compare it all the time. You know, your Tech Bigsby is your Ezekiel Elliott type runner. Your Jameer Gibbs is your Alvin Kamara, and they both offer value, but they offer value in different ways. My running back, I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Berger of Wisconsin. Uh, he was the number 15 overall running back in that 2020 class. So not super high, but he looks to be every bit of a top-round talent. Uh, you know, first of all, that Wisconsin team can just put out some running backs, can't they? James White, Monty Ball, Melvin Gordon, Ron Dane, and of course, you know, Jonathan Taylor last year. You know, at 210 pounds, Berger plays really fast for his size. Uh, he doesn't necessarily need to wait for that hole to fully develop. You know, he accelerates quickly through it, uh, and he and he does it like a man, head down, shoulders down, pad level, uh, and his knees churning. So uh, once he's out in the open, though, he has that breakaway speed and that ability to get away from defenders. You know, he pretty much won the starting job as a true freshman, uh, even though he missed three games. Uh, and I would not be surprised to see him rolled out as the RB1 for the Badgers this season. With Graham Mertz maturing uh, as quarterback and that offense getting even more comfortable, you know, watch for Berger to take a big step. Uh, if he's still available, you need to grab him. I mean, right now he's my running back seven for that class. And if he stays healthy and produces, once again, he's not going to be somebody you're going to be able to get. No, I mean, you, you say running back seven. I think you could potentially have him a little higher. I mean, if he's if he's your running back like five, I'm not going to sit here and argue with that. I mean, I love Jalen Berger. You know, when, when, when Wisconsin recruits a running back, and they have somebody running behind that offensive line. It's just it's common knowledge that you need to pay attention to who's carrying the ball for Wisconsin. And I think Jalen Berger is that that next guy in the line of just heralded running backs out of Wisconsin. Yeah, for running back, uh, or excuse me, for a wide receiver, uh, I am going to go with uh, Quentin Johnson uh, at TCU. Uh, he is a, a former Texas Longhorn recruit, uh, the 14th ranked wide receiver in the in the 2020 class. At 6'4", 180, he has that height that you really want. And like Hudson Card, uh, I really think once he gets into that strength and conditioning program at the college level, he'll be able to pack on some muscle. Um, you know, I know a lot of people always talking about uh, weight and everything. And, you know, I made the same argument for Devonta Smith when uh, BMI Twitter started going after him. Uh, you know, you can't make people taller but you can definitely make them fatter and more muscular, right? So I'm not concerned about his 180 pounds right now. I mean, he adds 15, 20 pounds of muscle. It's a completely different story because he's going to have that 6'4 height. Uh, especially he's got speed too. Uh, this guy has that long stride speed like Randy Moss. Uh, he has huge ups too. Is he has some great basketball dunk videos out there. And he was also a state champ in the high jump. So all of these are great, riders, uh, great traits for a wide receiver. You know, there are some things obviously he can say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I work on, you know, like his route tree and beating off guys off the line. And that will that will obviously come with time and training. Uh, you know, I really hope that TCU can just get a quarterback that can get him the ball. You know, last season, their quarterbacks did not do Jalen Rager any favors. So uh, hopefully they can get a little better in that passing game. Uh, I've got Quentin Johnson uh, as my wide receiver seven in the 2023 class. Uh, I look forward to seeing him uh, put some more tape on. He he's a guy that's really intrigued me. The more I watch film on him, um, I just wanted to hit on it because I feel like it's important to know. This is going to probably change your uh, your thinking a little bit, but on TCU's official website, he's listed at six four one ninety three. So, mm. so he that, doesn't that, have to gain as much. He does not have to gain that. That that makes a difference. So I mean, he's he's a big guy. He's got the body. He's not going to do anything more, but add more 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 weight to him. Um, one thing that I really like about him the more I watch is just his big playability. I mean, he averaged a little over 22 yards per reception this year as a freshman. I mean, this dude is a down-the-field playmaker. And, I mean, he's got that long stride, that speed. But, I mean, at 6'4", at, at he can go up and get the ball. I mean, I love Quentin Johnson the more I watch one, the more I watch of him. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean – I just really hope maybe Zach Evans can open up that offense a little bit this year at running back and, uh, you know, they can open up the passing game and and hopefully they can uh, get on the ball. You know, Zach Evans did start to come on. I mean, the talent's never been the issue for Zach Evans. We all knew that when he came out. It's it's what's between the years. So, I mean, if he can continue working on that and open up the offense and they can get a competent quarterback to throw Quentin Johnson the ball, I think he's a great sleeper this year. Yep, for sure. What do you got? So for me, uh, I'm I'm digging deep here. Um, a guy that not a lot of people are talking about, and for some reason I can't figure out why no one's talking about him, and that's Pittsburgh's Jordan Addison, freshman receiver this last season. When you look at Jordan Addison, man, this guy is a slot machine. Um, he, he he's got he's got the slot work. He's got the long speed. I mean, his yards after the catchability is impressive. He's got solid hands. He runs fantastic routes. And w- when you look at a breakout season, you know, I'm, I'm not an analytic guy. I don't I do not do the breakout age, the adjusted profile, all that sort of stuff. I'm trying to get better at it. But that's just not my – that's not my skill set. It's My, my film watching is, is what I hang my hat on. It's not the, the analytics. But he's got a fantastic analytical profile from what I can see as a freshman. I mean – 60 receptions for 666 yards and four touchdowns as a freshman. I mean, he, he nearly had 700 yards receiving in his true freshman season, and no one's talking about him, CJ. Like, I don't understand why no one's talking about him. You know, everybody's real high on that freshman running back class, and everybody's talking about, you know, the Jackson Smith and Jigbas, the Julian Flemings, you know, all of those the, those those top-tier talents, the Kayshawn Boutes, um for LSU – but no one's talking about Jordan Addison, and I don't know if that's because he's a slot guy. Um, I don't know if that's still such a narrative negative stereotype because he's a slot guy. But uh, I'll tell you what: if if the guy that I'm going to draft is a slot guy, but he's going to get me sixty receptions for over six hundred sixty six for six hundred sixty six yards in his freshman season, you know, fine. Sign me up for the slot guy. Like I'm completely fine with that. I mean, slot guys are a quarterback's security blanket, and that's all Jordan Addison was all season. And, you know, I, I think NFL teams are starting to take notice of those, those shifty guys, those sure pass catchers in the NFL. And 
it, it's not such a negative stereotype to be a slot guy now. I mean, you're 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 big PPR guys in the NFL. I mean, your your wide receiver ones, you know, most of the time are slot guys because those alpha receivers are just so few and far between now. I mean, that's not the game that the NFL is played at anymore. So sign me up for Jordan Addison. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I'm I'm tracking him right now. I've got him as my wide receiver eleven, right behind uh, Demond DeMoss. Uh, I mean, I don't know why people aren't talking about him. Freshman All American, uh, ACC Rookie of the Year runner up. Uh, this year, he's an All American candidate, and he's on the Blitnikoff Award list. Uh, so, I mean, what? That's fine. Uh, skip him, and I'll draft him. He's I, I I got him in I think a, a CDC league. In like a startup in like the 28th round or something like that. And we're talking like mid-season. Like, and there was another league where, where it's an auction rookie draft, and I got him for one dollar, CJ, out of like a two hundred dollar budget. I got him for one buck. And wow. you know what? If you don't want to draft him, fine. I'll I'll take the good playmaker on my team and laugh that all the way to the bank. Yeah, not every single wide receiver coming out is gonna be Jamar Chase. You know, you're gonna have those slot receivers and they're gonna be making you money. Especially exactly. PPR leagues. So let's see. Uh, tight end. Do you want to go first? Yeah. So so for me, I had to I had to dig a little deep on this. I mean, you've got everybody knows Eric Gilbert if he can ever decide where he wants to play. Um, but that's but that's another mm-hmm. topic. And Michael Mayer. I mean, those are the top two guys, and no one's going to really argue that. So I didn't want to just hit on those guys because I want to dig a little deeper. Because when you come to the Debbie Authority, you're going to get some deep knowledge thrown at you. So. I, I chose Theo Johnson out of Penn State. You know, Pat, Pat Frymuth is off to the NFL this year. There is tons of vacated production in, in Penn State's tight end room. And I think Theo Johnson could be a huge benefactor of that. Um, he, he's a smaller tight end, I think listed at 240 pounds. But, I mean, this kid has got wheels on him. I mean, his ability to get downfield is impressive. Um, he, he's His blocking is – while it can improve some, I mean, there's several clips of his – of his high school film where he's just blowing linebackers and safeties up in the, in the block game. I mean, he's an impressive blocker. He's got wheels. He catches the ball cleanly. He can high point a ball. He's super athletic, which I love in my tight ends. He almost feels like that next great Penn state tight end. You know, we talked about how in Wisconsin, you want the running back and Penn state, you want the tight end. You know, there's always a great tight end. And I think he's, he's in that Pat Fryer move mold where he's a great blocker that is also a phenomenal pass catcher. I think that's that's what he can be for this team. Um, the, the only thing that's playing against him really is his level of competition in high school. He's got a, a bigger curve to, to climb than a lot of these other guys we're talking about because he played high school football in Canada. So he, he, he he's not he's not used to this this big 10 just super competitive level of football. So he, he's got some growing pains to get over. But if he can get over that, man, the sky's the limit for Theo Johnson. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, come on. He's the number one tight end in all of Canada. I mean, that's got to be something, right? It's got it's to be worth something. <laughs> I mean, even absolutely. If it's, even if it's just Canada. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, uh, he was the number three tight end in the nation, uh, according to 247 Sports. And that's exactly where I have him, too. Uh, you know, I, I think he's like this new breed of tight end that are coming out. You know, they're, they're wide receivers, basically. Uh, and they have to go to the NFL to learn how to block. Uh, and I think that's exactly what he'll do. Uh, I think he will be a great player for, for Penn State. And like you said, with Fryermuth uh, going on, uh, they've already got a mold uh, and a game plan for that tight end uses. And I think he could absolutely pop. 
And I think it's key to note, too, he played wide receiver in high school. So, I mean, yes, it's nice to be able to block out of your tight end. I want the guy that goes out and catches passes because blocking earns you that many fantasy points right now. For those who are watching this on YouTube, I'm holding up a big, a big zero. Because, I mean, blocking will get you on the field to earn fantasy points, but blocking is going to earn you in and of itself zero fantasy points. I want the guy that can catch a pass. And that's exactly what Theo Johnson does. He's an athletic speedster tight end in, in that uh, inline tight end sort of role where he's going to go out and just be a great security blanket for his, top, for his quarterback. Yep, absolutely. My tight end, I'm going to go with the guy that I have slotted right behind him, and that is Arizona State's Jalen Conyers. Uh, now, I've been following him because uh, I own uh, Oklahoma in a bunch of my pipeline leagues. Uh, he was the number five ranked tight end in the 2020 class. Obviously, he, he signed up and suited up for OU his freshman year, but you know he never played it down. After last season, he decided to enter the transfer portal uh, and sign with Arizona State. Uh, I guess he just didn't want to sit behind Austin Stogner for another year because there really isn't anyone on OU's depth chart behind him. Um, so, you know, Conyers took his four years of eligibility to Tempe. Head coach Herm, Ed, Herm Edwards uh, definitely needed a solid tight end because do you know how much – Production they got out of their tight end last year, Matty? Not not a lot, if any. <laughs> uh, we're talking 29 yards. They got 29 <laughs> receiving yards from their leading tight end. And the leading tight end last year actually played linebacker too. Uh, so there's a clear path to playing time for him. And, and hopefully that quarterback, Jaden Daniels, can get him the ball uh, down the field. Conyers is really fast for a tight end. Uh, he was clocking the four sevens in high school, so he'll just get faster. Uh, he's also got the ball history, so he's got that great hand-eye coordination. Uh, he'll be able to win a lot of those jump balls. I don't project him being a really high draft pick, only because Arizona State can't figure out their passing game. Um, but, you know, he's going to be one of those guys that you're going to see potentially at the combine who's just going to blow up. So definitely keep your eye on him. Uh, like I said, he's my tight end four in this 2023 class. And, uh, I think he'll do big things there. He's super athletic, man. He's got he's got bounce to him, and I think a lot of that's because of his bas- his basketball background. But I mean, you know, that we we love your tight ends to play basketball. I mean, for for some reason, that's what that's what Twitter loves. If you play basketball and you play tight end, man, that's a match made in heaven. For some reason, he's got wheels on him, and he's surprisingly like fluid and mobile in the open field. So you know, you got you got to love that. Um, I, I like his. his Ability for immediate production. I mean, when you look at Oklahoma, I mean, between Marvin Mims, between Austin Stogner and Jane Hazelwood, Theo Weiss are coming back. I mean, they're just there was there was a lot of mouse to feed in that offense. So, and I, I mean, Jaden Daniels is a very competent quarterback. He's 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 in my in my top five quarterbacks in that class. So I, I love me some Jaden Daniels. So hopefully he can get him the ball and we can see more out of him than, than we saw this year. Yeah, I was just kind of hoping he would be that next, you know, Mark Andrews wave with OU, especially with Spencer Rattler's going to be there at least another two years. So, hey, I, I can't blame the guy for wanting to go get some playing time. So, so go get you, uh, go get you uh, some some balls. If you know what I mean? All right, landing spots. Let's do a little bonus piece of this uh, Debbie Pod. Uh, let's talk about exactly. who, who do you have. For the top five 2021 quarterbacks, I'm going to need the names and the teams. And I already know who you're going to go with for number one, so just go ahead and say it. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and get T-Law out of the way for the Jags. I mean, I don't. There, there's no reason that T-Law, Trevor Lawrence, isn't going to go number one overall. I mean, Urban Meyer came back 
to specifically coach Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that was the big selling point for for Urban Meyer coming and coaching Jacksonville. Is he's going to be able to coach Trevor Lawrence? I mean, he's he's a he's a generational prospect. He's one of the best quarterbacks we've seen come out in a long time. And I'm afraid that we're setting up him up for failure a little bit with that. But I mean, he's still a phenomenal quarterback. I mean, you just you don't get guys like that to come around very often. So he's easily the 101. When you look at at 102, I, I was a little torn here. Because this entirely this entirely depends on whether the Jets want to stick with the Sam Darnold experiment or if they want to get to, to reset the clock a rookie quarterback contract. And I, I feel like that's what they're going to do. So a, a lot of people say, you know, that, that your top two quarterbacks are Trevor Lawrence and it's Justin Fields. I don't think that's the way it's going to shake up at the NFL draft. I I think there's serious there's there's serious smoke being blown you know, about about Zach Wilson going to to the New York Jets. I mean, that, that front office just likes what, what Zach Wilson does. He is may, maybe a better he, – he reads the field better than Justin Fields does. Justin Fields is very much a see the, see the wide receiver open before he throws the ball. That, a lot of that was schemed by the way Ohio State ran its offense. But, I mean, Wilson has got a phenomenal arm. He's got deep field accuracy. He he threw – completed 70% of his passes this year. I mean, he's just an accurate quarterback. He He's what you want. And I think the NFL circles like Zach Wilson a whole lot more than they do Justin Fields. And I think the hype's really building on him. So, give me Zach Wilson to the Jets. I, I know I'm going long-winded here, but I, I, I'm trying to give some analysis to it too. Um, what, one he, – he, here's one that I'm really torn on, but Philadelphia Eagles – I think Justin Fields could potentially end up with Philadelphia. When you look at what we need, there's not a position on our depth chart that we don't need. Um, I think it would be smarter to trade back, acquire talent, but Harry Roseman is not a smart GM. He doesn't know what he's doing, in my opinion. So I think there's serious there's serious allegations to them taking Justin Fields at 106. I mean, Harry Roseman loves his quarterbacks, and he, you know, we didn't think we were going to take a quarterback last year and then look comes comes along Jalen Hurts after just signing Carson Wentz to that big extension. So I think I think Justin Fields could potentially end up in, the, in Philadelphia. Um, for me, I've got Trey Lance going down to Carolina, sitting a year behind Teddy Bridgewater. I think he needs to sit a year to really maximize his potential. And in a in a trade up scenario, uh, I'm I'm not going to trade in this landing spots for us. And in a trade up scenario, I've got the Patriots trading up for Alabama's Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I would love to to have the Patriots get that high, but I just don't see Belichick doing that. Uh, so uh, it'd be nice, though. We definitely need a quarterback. Uh, but, you know, same thing for me. Uh, obviously, Sunshine's going to Jacks. Uh, pretty much right in, in Sharpie right now. Uh, for me, though, I've got your boy Justin Fields going to the Jets. Uh, I just think he's that college pedigree. Uh, is really going to put uh, that new coaching staff uh, to over for him. Um, you know what? For me, uh, Zach Wilson, I've actually got him going to Atlanta at four. Uh, it's time to get Matty Ice, uh, Boston College, uh, that that guy, you know, because he's not going to be there much longer, I honestly think. So you need to start developing that guy behind him. Uh, so I think Zach Wilson's going to be that guy. Uh, I've got Trey Lance going to Carolina. I think it's a good fit for him there. Uh, maybe sit a year behind uh, old old Teddy Two Gloves um, and let him develop. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm going to go with, you know, Mac Jones. I think outside of those four, I think Mac Jones might fall a little bit. I'm going to have him go into San Francisco uh, down at 12. 
so I think if the Patriots are going to do it, they're going to have to move up above 12 uh, to get him. But, you know, I just don't see Jimmy being the, the long, even though they're paying him to be the long-term guy, I just don't know if he's going to be that guy. And uh, and I think Shani would, would like to develop somebody. So you see, you uh, see, that's what I've got. You see, for me, you know, uh, when it talks about Atlanta, you know, Wilson to Atlanta is great theoretically. I just think they've got too much money still tied up into Matt Ryan. I think they bolster possibly the offensive line, get him some blocking help, and they try and ride out that as much as they can. And for me, I don't know, maybe it's just my bias, but Matt Jones doesn't – I can't mock him to San Francisco because he doesn't feel like a 49ers quarterback to me. So I just – I can't I can't do that. <laughs> oh, and Jimmy Garoppolo is? No, I don't think he is either. I don't think either one of them are the answer. I, I, I really – if you want to know what in a perfect world what I'd love to see, I'd love to see Lance slip all the way down to San Fran and have Trey Lance go to San Francisco. I think that is a perfect spot for him. Yeah, I would rather I see Matthew Stafford go to happen. San Fran. I don't think it will happen. <laughs> yeah. I, I would like to have seen Matthew Stafford go to San Fran over the Rams, but uh, – I guess that's in the past. So, uh, pretty good episode, Maddie. Not not bad. It's it's we're a well-oiled machine here, huh? After a little bit of a layoff. What you got? Shake shake off the rust a little bit. We got it. We got it. Yeah. Uh, what are you working on uh, coming up? So so you guys can uh, you can find my rankings over at Dynasty Nerds currently. You can find me on Twitter at Debbie Matt as as CJ said. I'm currently working on a a, a, a one round mock that me and Dynasty PJ at Master PJ on Twitter um, currently had for the incoming freshman this year. That should be finishing hopefully sometime tomorrow. It's a one-round mock of the incoming freshman and where we would take them in a, in a start on a rookie draft right now. So I've got that coming up. And a, as you guys are well aware, my love for Tech Bigsby is through the moon. So I've hopefully – we at Dynasty Nerds are starting to crank out our, our Devi profiles on – on prospects. So I've got a tank Bigsby prospect profile here coming out sometime in the near future. So keep an eye out for that. Very nice. Yeah. I'm still popping off with the, uh, the rookie profiles on the fantasy authority. Uh, I was also uh, incredibly honored to, to be asked to join the fantasy pros team uh, to start creating some Debbie content over there. Uh, I dropped uh, my Debbie rankings on there. So you can uh, Google Debbie rankings for fantasy pros and compare me and uh, Jeff Bells uh, on there. We've got a consensus ranking from the 22 all the way to the 24 class. Uh, I'm also starting a series about competitions. Uh, I dropped an article uh, about quarterback competitions to include your CJ Stroud versus uh, Jack Miller, uh, and I'm coming out soon with the, the running backs. Who, who's going to win the running back uh, depth chart battles in this college landscape? So uh, looking forward to, to doing that and continuing, obviously, with you here at the Divi Authority, Patty. So uh, once again, I am uh, at – you can find me at Clubber underscore Lang 83 on Twitter. Uh, he's Debbie Matt. Please subscribe to the Divi Authority on all of the podcast platforms. So we can be found once again under the Fantasy Authority podcast family. We would also love any feedback, any show suggestions, um, Debbie, or fantasy-related questions. You can reach us at thedebbieauthority at gmail.com. Uh, Maddie, uh, I know the in-laws are coming in town, so I will let you hurry up and, and go do your Mr. Mom and get the vacuuming done and the dishes and put on that Christmas sweater that your mother-in-law got you. Yeah, man, we, we, we still got to finish cleaning the house. I, I want to make sure my priorities right. And I got on here and, and did this pod with you because we, we got to pump out that good Debbie content. Man, I'm, I'm excited for my in-laws to come in town. I actually love my in-laws, so I'm not one of those guys that doesn't enjoy my in-laws, so it's going to be a good time. 
Yeah, I, I like my in-laws too. So I'll make sure Kevin and uh, Cody put this on here so they can listen with you guys. So uh, until next time, Maddie, keep it at least one foot in bounds, will you? Will do. All right, talk to you later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.